Hey guys, welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. My name is Ian. This is Paul Damien. And this is Kenny. Uh, crack, crack, Krakatoa. <laughs> God damn it. Shut the hell up. Um, <laughs> hey, Ian, you're just yelling in the mic. Dude, I need to bring the energy. There we go. Because I've been listening mm. to a lot of our latest episodes at the time of recording this, and we start every episode like, hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. So we need to be starting off way more uncanny than yes. that. Yes. All right, then. Oh. Let's get into it today, guys. Shut the hell up, dude. <laughs> Uh, this week, we're talking about uh, Uncanny Event. Oh, Ooh. not yet. Uncanny mm. X-Force. There we go. Uh, issues, what is it? 11 through 11, 19. 11 through 19. Mm. Last week, we told you guys wrong. We went ahead and jumped the gun and, and read one more issue. Because that was actually in the collection that we mm-hmm. had. Yes. It collected to 19. Well, at least the later half. Um, regardless. That's what we read. That's what we read. <laughs> and uh, it's by Rick Remender. Uh, first half by Mark Brooks did the art. Second half, Jerome Opeña comes back. Most of the colors mm. is by Dean White. And then issue 19 is Robbie Rodriguez, who co-created Spider-Gwen. Oh. Yeah. That's very a, cool. That's a, it's kind of name drop right And there. his name's fucking Robbie Rodriguez. So yeah. he's like born to be a Marvel <laughs> person. <laughs> that's uh, this cover, right? That is by Grandpa. But yeah, okay. it is that okay, issue. Grandpa. Yeah. The yeah issue nineteen the art the the cover is by Rafael Grampa it's, it's fucking sick. yeah it's, it's so sick. dope it's so fucking cool it's like uh if it's like if um what's his name Frank quietly from um from All Star Superman yeah. go listen to that episode if he had like an animated series that's how it would look where like eventually it would morph into like something very energetic like that definitely and the colors and everything mm-hmm. even kind of land that that style that i can sure. see, see you feeling and going for on that that's sick yeah but today this pretty much encompasses all of the dark archangel mm-hmm. saga mm-hmm. um which is crazy that it was literally called part one and it was like four issues and then part two which was like another four to five issues um how was this week for you guys reading this kind of because it it ended ended up feeling like two separate stories definitely how was it feeling for you guys uh going through this this week it was interesting that we read you know a couple issues less than we did the previous week you know this is a continuation from our yeah the last week where you know we've now done 19 issues of this straight through which was honestly great for me i was glad Mm -hmm. that we kind of did something to keep Mm -hmm. the story going and so because lately we've been doing a lot of chunks of stuff that aren't really completed stories you know so it was nice to have feel a little bit more completion in something even though there's obviously so much more of the story to go on to but you were mentioning it off cast like how much you know you and i've read this before and how much we both kind of forgot how fucking good this fucking story really is yeah. you know what i mean and i read all this shit like the day after we recorded last week like you I've read been it sin- like candy yeah i read it like fucking sweet uncandy you know? <laughs> <laughs> um and i really enjoyed it and i fucking forgot how much this stuff shit just really takes off in this mm-hmm. exact arc where you know archangel finally be- takes his you know air position and you know becomes the uh, you know his the apocalypse. air because he flies yeah exactly <laughs> yeah he takes to the air of apocalypse <laughs> um and it's just i mean the artwork and the fucking drama and everything about this just fucking lands so perfectly for me yeah. and i remember why this was like a, such a black hole f- for me in the sense of it just drew me into comic books you know oh, this yeah, like call. this became like a suck hole where i was like damn if Marvel's spitting out fucking stories this fucking good, there's got to be so much more out there for me mm-hmm. to absorb. And there is. Yeah. So this was such a fresh retake on the story that it, I, you know, started my whole Marvel career with. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, consistent like uh, issue to issue because mm-hmm. we'd always kind of collected issues if we if they were hand me downs or if they looked cool, um, and we had some coins spent. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean this this was the first thing that we were like, hey, let's sit down and actually read this whole thing all the way through. One of the first things yeah. I think, honestly, not to blow my load. <laughs> Uh, we say that every fucking episode, not, uh, like not to blow our load. Um, but I think one of the first things was like civil war or siege, mm-hmm. like, cause obviously those are big like events and you most that had already my taken first place. one was siege. Yeah. And so you yeah. see those typically as like it's one right full thing. But I think one of the first things I read like off the main road and, and more towards the beaten path was uh Shadowland. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Which is, you know You know, that's actually pretty early in my career too. I think yeah. that's probably one of the first Daredevil books mm-hmm. I ever really read, definitely before uh the good stuff that we've read for this cast. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, um But uh how did you feel about it? How did you feel about it? Well actually as the newest person to the story. I I had to keep stopping and telling Amber like Hey, this story's really good. You'll never read it, but <laughs> oh, so you were like you like recapping her as you were going. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and so I, I really enjoyed it. I love the way um, uh, Archangel looks like yeah. walking around with his fucking wings just down like a cloak, yeah, or like a cape. Mm-hmm. I, dude, he looks sick. It's almost uh, Mister Sinister esque. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I mean it. It. This book, these later issues really felt like the first kind of stories were building to this. Yeah, absolutely. And it felt way more cohesive than the first set. Yeah, well, yeah, because, I mean, these were, like, meant to interact with each other. Like, if this was a season of a show, this would have definitely been the latter half. You know, like, the final few episodes to, like, tie up everything that the first part was trying to tell us. Because... At the end of the day, this is like an you know an, an X Men book in the mm-hmm. sense of like this is a team we need to see on go on a variety of adventures, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that's why we kind of get obviously like the Deathlock story and things right. like that. Where, but you know, it's all of it. We see Archangel in this downward spiral. We see Psylocke slowly becoming less and less capable of controlling the Archangel inside yeah, yeah. of Warren, you know. And so to finally get all of this and to get all of this in such a cool way where it's so inconvenient for them where they're stuck on a quirky quest in the Age of Apocalypse universe. And it's like, by the time they come back, everything's fucked. You know, the fucking Dark Beast has just fucking manipulated the shit out of him like he would Mm -hmm. uh, in such a perfect way that, like, when we get back to our universe, everything's just fucking sitting there waiting to be like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it all works. The the writing and the storytelling is fucking on goddamn point. Rick Remender really knew what he wanted to get done yeah in this you know what i mean i and i have to believe his first thoughts writing the story were dang what if archangel became apocalypse and now how can i get there in a cool way that's not just oh he's yeah, apocalypse is dead yeah. yeah and he just grew into the position yeah. you know and i think this was a much more organic and intense i mean the thing is that intense is such a word i would use for this comic book above a lot of others you know it's like they they get that x-force title and that's basically like no no, you know, bars. no bars you yeah. can fucking mm-hmm. be as violent or aggressive or even like pseudo sexual as you kind of want to be um and it fucking works for the the level of storytelling you need for this this story you know for something yeah. that's going to be this violent this uh this harsh yeah no you know, harsh sure. world of killing children and uh women who throw up bugs you know <sighs> for sure Sorry. i mean 
She's gross. <laughs> I, would, I would kill her. You would kill her? Yes. If she was throwing up bugs in my house, in my on my fucking carpet, <laughs> that, excuse my language, that bitch would be dead. Uh, she, uh, so she throws up beetles, right? Yeah. yeah I think oh, it's even like worse. Yeah. It's, it's gross. No, nah, beetles are pretty cool. No, I, I do but like But they're beetles. not like... Fucking Hercules beetles or like, rhinoceros uh, beetles or anything like, like that. Like Eleanor Rigby or like... They're, they're like a bunch of fucking stink bugs and shit. Or like Nobody likes I those. am the walrus or... Cuckoo-cuckoo, cuckoo-cuckoo. Yeah. I, Paul Damien. I get it. Paul Damien. What's up? So uh, you were a virgin to the story. <laughs> you had not, you had yeah. not yeah. fucked I with had, that story. I had That's what he's not fucked about. with this story <laughs> at all. <Yeah. laughs> um, what uh, what did you think? Like, especially the first half of this. Yeah, let's talk about the age of apocalypse. Well, I mean, half. the first we half of it, like the... I told y'all before, I was just extremely confused because I just felt like I was missing out on so much. No, 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 not no. the first half. The first of what half we of what did we last read. week, but the first half this week where we read. Where oh, they like were they the in the age of apocalypse? Well, I mean. I, I love the fact that they were able to go into there, but I, at the same time, I was still like, a little lost. Yeah. Because they talk about, I mean, they, they give, give you, a little bit of give a history. stuff through context, mm-hmm. like, oh, this person, this universe is dead, and this person, this universe is dead. Yeah. Um, I really like It's almost the, like they, uh, they have matching sets, like yes. <laughs> mismatched sets. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but I really love the um, fucking, that Wolverine. Yeah. Was the one who became the heir of Apocalypse in that universe. Yeah. I thought that was fucking sick. I And then the way how he kills his daughter. Yeah, that was fucked up. Yeah. Well, and I, I like that it was like an optional choice of Logan. It wasn't even so much. I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. it was like he decided like I should be the thing that does yeah, th- this. There's no proof I, that he got a death seat or anything. Yeah. <laughs> and he just decided he was probably the most righteous way to go, you know, and yeah. become the heir. Um, and yeah, exactly. Dude, when he fucking killed his daughter, I was like, fuck, I forgot how fucking violent this book was. You know, I forgot how much they were willing to like give you something yeah. and then just so aggressively take you right back away mm-hmm. again because you get like these nice little moments with our Wolverine where he's like, you smell kind of familiar. And she's like, yeah, motherfucker, I'm your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, weird <laughs> but cool. I'm going to be semi supportive of you now. And then she's like, boom, she's fucking burnt to a crisp right beside him. Dude, that was intense. Action daddy, you know? Yeah. Action daddy? <laughs> yeah. Action daddy. He, is the, he was action daddy. You look at him, he's he's action daddy. Is it, <laughs> is it never a chainsaw as his other hand? He's not like no. ever Army of the Dead. It's just no. a gun right out the gate in the no, Age no, of Apocalypse. No, no, in Age of Apocalypse, it's just a, a silver nub. That's it's just a it metal it's nub. A cannon, it's a cannon, no? Nub. I thought it was like a no. cannon. Well, in, oh, in this, this. <laughs> yeah, now that oh. he's becoming Apocalypse, he does take on like his... Whatever his mm-hmm. super that's like a, before the, the one handed right. the okay. one handed yeah. Wolverine is just an iconic look for him that I yeah. knew is from Age of Apocalypse, but I knew it's not always a cannon. I was trying to think well, obviously it's not a fucking chainsaw, but I was yeah. trying to think of what actually is normally there. <laughs> Can you imagine if they were just like ripped him off that so, much? <laughs> that would be funny. So was Wolverine like the horseman of death? So I think in one universe he may have. I, I got that a little bit jumbled I mean, up last that's, week. That's what I would assume he would be. Yeah, I mean, no. it it's it seems to be uh, all up in the air. But I think canonically, it was like how it showed it in this book, where both the Summers brothers were a couple of the horsemen, mm. and then Mister Sinister, and then I think Colossus. I can't remember who the fourth was. Oh, I I know what you're talking about. Like it, it was in we that, flip pain, back that one see. painting, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 
We can flip back and see if we want. But he's um, just saying he knows what he's talking about because I said it. No, I, what? I, yeah, I was, I was looking up at something on my own, but then oh. I was just agreeing that I also knew what the moment they're walking past right. like, all their previous mm-hmm. teams and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that was in Dark Beasts <laughs> Lair, I think, before they leave. Remember, whenever Deadpool's like, "Hey, uh, wh- why are you fucking giving us a history yeah. lesson? Like, <laughs> we don't need a fucking world tour of your universe. We don't give a shit about." Yeah. <laughs> your fake universe <laughs> and sees deadpool back at it with like perfectly placed comedy and stuff yeah, that is yeah. there when you need it to be and not there when you don't need it to be and his actions still fucking in tune with who he was so it's still in my opinion rick remender knows how to write deadpool better than fucking anybody else i would be curious to see him write a deadpool book. ongoing yeah like like, like, like him i don't think he could do it i think, think he, he can only do it whenever it's like he's this. a sideliner because frankly rick remender is very and I don't think on purpose, but just very grimdark, mm-hmm. where everything is always... I think I would love a Deadpool book more like that, though. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess. I feel like Deadpool is a really interesting fine line that you have to dance on. I think it's really interesting because if you look at Deadpool in these 19 issues that we've read, mm-hmm. he's not necessarily... A focal point? A focal point in any shape or form. But if you look at all the other characters in X-Force. Yeah, they get they times are. to shine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, with the exception of like Deathlock. Yeah. But like um or I mean arguably he gets a whole comic. Yeah. He gets, he gets a whole issue. He gets a whole issue. Basically like, now he's that, just home security. That I still <laughs> did not read issue oh, number you didn't 5. Read it. <laughs> um but it's fine. Yeah. Um No, but, I mean But uh, yeah, isn't that weird? Um cuz he is kind of it, like sectioned as a sideline character specifically in this more than any other character in here yeah i i think it it is it is interesting because he's like the main sideline character it's i feel like that's we live in a world now where deadpool has his own movies (laughs) and so Mm -hmm. if we had seen or when we will see oh man someone could be listening to this in the year 2026 and there's already deadpool in the next avengers movie or something (laughs) um no but he would he's probably gonna be sidelined like this where he shows up every now and again to say a couple of little things and then you just see him kind of do something cool in the background (laughs) while the main thing is happening where you know king is eating like the time burger or some shit you know time burger i mean (laughs) that's from an actual book i'm just kidding (laughs) Uh, okay would you look at me right now i was like He's not lying. Yeah, <laughs> go look up. You King conquers the burger. It's a, it's a good review. <laughs> uh, uh, God damn you. it! Um, <laughs> but no. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Um, no, I'm just listening to your. I would actually. On- uh, would how would y'all feel if they did a live action version of this? Okay, well we'll we'll talk about that towards the end. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I did want to talk about that specifically. Um, let's keep talking about Age of Apocalypse. Okay. So we see that. Now Magneto's in a wheelchair, and he's assembled. He like broke his spine. Yeah, and we he's assembled like his own little mosh posh, which are all just X Men in Atlantis. Yeah, in Atlantis, <laughs> dude. Here I got the little mosh posh right here. Let's posh this mosh. Because <laughs> let's see how many of them you can name, Ian. Oh, I can name them all. Well, let's fucking name them all. Okay, so from from right to left, no, from left to right. That's Gambit, Magneto, Rogue, Wild Child, Sabretooth, Sunfire, Phantom X. Well, the Uncanny X-Force are in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deadpool and Psylocke, 
uh, Iceman, Silver Samurai, and then I don't know Wolverine's daughter's name. Do they say it in there? It's like Misaka or something like that. They just give her 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 real name is what it is. We'll call her Claw Claw Woman. (laughs) Wolverine. 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 We'll just call her Wolverine. Yeah. Honestly, (laughs) call her Wolverine, Ian. Come on. I kind of forgot how Iceman like switch sides oh that's later it's he's that just is later he's just like a, a dickhead about it he's like i don't want to live in that world you yeah see how it's exactly me it's exactly that yeah that's literally his whole rationale oh that's all that happened basically because i was basically. like okay well, i guess we're fighting iceman now they they recruit blob and iceman dark beast does because yeah. dark beast is like hey we need more fuckers because these horsemen actually kind of suck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but to talk on that where when we get to introduce that team i also love that they had a fucking like modok that they just used I as like a computer I thought that was super cool yeah. no i'm glad you brought him up yeah, yeah. so they cloned <laughs> charles xavier it failed and so his head was big enough that they just stuck it into a modok unit yeah. and so now he's just a floating cerebro with no like consciousness of his own he's just there to help them <laughs> just in the cerebro and he's exactly he's just like a living cerebro <laughs> He looked fucking cool, and like literally in the panels they show it. I'm like, why the fuck is there a Modok there? And then they and he's just like it. all dumbly, mm-hmm. like staring, just like huh. Yeah, like blank eyes yeah. and everything. <laughs> it's so cool. And I like the Wolverine refuses to trust it yeah. anyway. Yeah. It's like it's not a Modok in anything but image. I think they're picking up your trash right now. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is that? Shit's that? trash, bro. I'm I'm a trash can. Um. <laughs> Anyway, oh, and Jean Grey is also there. Yes, Jean Grey, <laughs> but she wasn't in the picture. In the picture, yeah. yeah. That's why I mentioned it. Yeah. Um, but I love that we also get this fucking sick ass samurai sentinel Dude, yes. that fucking shows Dude, up. Yeah, There's just badass. so much of the art that's in, in this book that's dope, and the fact that they like chose to like take very traditional uh, X Men themes and like kind of have fun with them in mm-hmm. ways like this, where they're like, mm-hmm. let's do a fucking cool ass samurai sentinel attacking atlantis because that makes fucking sense but it's <laughs> dope it's interesting that they didn't put namor on the team i was in i was curious where he's meant to be but he's probably dead it's I guess. most likely that he's dead. yeah in this universe mm-hmm. yeah and so the people of atlantis or at least this portion of atlantis because that's not all of atlantis no. it's like um, one city or something yeah i'm pretty sure they were just like, it's we like a will, small town we will <laughs> house you because you are of our king's people you know and which is mutants um but yeah no i it that was fucking sick the scale that mark brooks was able to build in that one panel alone where wolverine and gene gray are talking out on this banister or this uh patio or Mm -hmm. whatever the fuck um and then you just see past the dome in the darkness of the fucking sea there's just a fucking huge like iron man samurai sentinel (laughs) and he looks fucking dope and it, it looks so cool. And it gets the story rolling along yeah. in such a fucking perfect way where it's like we had such an emotional moment between the two of them, mm-hmm. you know, just before. And then it's like, oh, now it's time for the fucking the fire and the action. And it, yeah. it all works so good because I fucking love the action in yeah. these comics more than a lot that I've read. I think it's fucking cool. I think it makes sense more than a mm-hmm. lot of comic books do. I, sometimes I feel like they have fight scenes just because they need them. You know, they're like, fuck, we need two people to fight in these 22 pages. How are we going to get there? <laughs> yeah. But every conflict in this book feels organic and like you feel as like in the moment or like rushed, you know, or like panicked by the conflict as these characters do, mm-hmm. you know, it's so the, the writing in this is fucking so rock solid. I fucking praise it so much. I think it's why it, it 
it shines. It shines, exactly. Yeah. What makes it rise above the rest and why it makes us give a shit about characters like Phantom X to not say he's fucking dope, but to have him presented to you in a book like this, you're like, fuck, who the f- why is it? Why have I never given more of a shit about this guy? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, no, yeah, you're right. Uh, the team is dope. I uh, You talked about it last week where it, he does such a great job of building the proper amount of chemistry between each different duo or trio um, collected. I love, especially whenever we see Phantom X and Deadpool working together. And especially <laughs> in, in, in this book where mm-hmm. they work with Deathlock and they're just like three fucking like unhinged, like dudes <laughs> that just all match. And it's just, Oh, it just looks fucking great. Our, our true killers in yeah. a little team. Yeah. Um, one thing that I will say about this book mm-hmm. is or at least this portion is it always seemed like someone was off the table where literally wolverine was on a table <laughs> or deathlock was tied up by one of the horsemen someone had to be uninvolved. Right, incapacitated yeah, right later in some shape or form later deadpool's completely obliterated across a frozen oh my sea. god when a whenever... pool of dead you mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> whenever i forgot who it was wolverine was like is that bloody bag <laughs> it was phantom x yeah oh phantom x yeah. he's like don't tell me that bloody bag is deadpool and deathlock was all i love him <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like i love all of you yeah i love that scene no but i mean even psylocke she jumps out and she stays behind with with mm-hmm. With Archangel. Uh, Archangel. And then Archangel was off the table, like, previously because he was dealing with his own shit. He didn't even go to Age of Apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so it's just, like, it's weird that he does such a great job at at balancing all these characters, but it's also, like, maybe it became overwhelming at one point because he was trying to tell a story and he was like... I don't. I can't do five characters all the time. Yeah, you know, and that's why we don't see. And Death they're kind Lock. of an overpowered team for sure. when they're gr- all grouped together. I feel like it'd be hard to be like, how can this? How can they be all being right. being incapacitated at the same time? But I wanted to talk a little bit on the the nega team. Yeah. that we get oh, in because <laughs> a lot of them are just like villain versions of the Ghost Rider. Iron they're Man? like combination versions. Yeah, they're of, combinations. It's yeah. weird. You want to name them off? All right, so we have. Uh, Grim Chamber. Yeah. So explain that. So that's Chamber the Mutant mixed with... Who's Chamber the Mutant? Chamber is just one of the mutants. He's a... He is part of Generation X. Gotcha. He's, um... What is his power, I guess? I'm well, curious what they... he has, like, a star... No, not a star. He He's has some sort of... He's a part of D-Generation X? <laughs> he has some sort of, like, um... Yeah, degeneration <laughs> from fucking wrestling. Uh, he has some sort of like <laughs> portal I'm happy in his chest. Gotcha. But it had obliterated his chin. And so now he has to wear this like cloak to hold it all in. But that's why it's always just glowing right oh, here. Gotcha. But he's also Ben Grimm. But in this version, he's also Ben Grimm. And then we that's have cool. the White Cloak. Yeah. The Iron Ghost. So White Cloak a, from Cloak and Dagger? It is like a mixture of both Cloak and Dagger, yeah. Together. Mm-hmm. Uh, zombie Sentry. Yeah. Pretty self-explanatory well, you, there. Uh, Iron Ghost, yeah, which is oh, Ghost Rider uh, Iron Man. Ghost, yeah, Ghost Rider Iron Man, which is a horrifying reality. That sounds amazing. The Blob <laughs> being the sexiest version of yeah. himself. Dude, what does yeah. his tattoo say? Good something? It says good blob. life. This is good it's life. Good life. It just says good life with a pig in the middle. God damn it. Uh, and he's got awesome nipple piercings. <laughs> and then we've got the orange Hulk because yeah. orange is the most evil color. <laughs> Dude. Uh, we have demon, demon Ock. 
Yeah, which, Demon Hawk. I don't know. It's just like a, a even a buggier version of Doc Ock. Yeah, a and demon then, version. <laughs> and then Beta Red. Oh, two more. Beta Red and... Oh, instead of Omega Red, yes, it's Beta Red. It's Beta Red. And then Manphibian. Let me see Manphibian. He's real tiny in the back. He's an amphibian, but he's a man. I think that's just a normal character. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think that's just a normal Marvel he's character. He's back there behind Orange Hulk. This oh, is that's a head. different. That's a different guy. Because uh, they're, they're, I think they're straight up just like a creature from the Black Lagoon, but his name is just Manphibian. <laughs> um, but, but okay, yeah. yeah. And that we—that's all before we get introduced to the freaking, right apocalypse. Yeah, Wolverine. apocalypse Wolverine, which is fucking super cool. Yeah, I was trying to come up with a Mega Man. <laughs> Mega there Man. we go. Dude, he does look like Mega He's Man. He's a Mega Man X. And Mega it's Man funny X. Mega Man is fairly stout. Megapocalypse. Fairly stout? Oh, yeah. And like short. Yeah, yeah. he's a run. Here's his handle. Here's his spell. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, that's like Blob's kind of entourage of fuckers. Yeah. And I think it was just like them just having fun. I yeah, exactly. Like getting to create, yeah. like, I think both teams were in yeah. that kind of way where they're like, who would be the fun? Well, and I guess the Age of Apocalypse was maybe they a had little to, bit more canon. And they had to source who would definitely still be alive right. <laughs> at the time of writing this, but then the enemy team, they could really just kind of throw out whoever the fuck they wanted to. That's with something the, With I, the argument that they're, like, mutated from the times, or, maybe. like, they've all been turned into mutants somehow. Like, Apocalypse can force mutation on oh, true. non-mutant they must be all non-mutant make them people. Evolve. So it's like, that is Otto Octavius, mutated so it's like he's become what his mutant power was well, on top of in the 90s around mm. the time when age of apocalypse was happening mm-hmm. there was the demo goblin oh and there was two there was two versions <laughs> there was an actual demon it's who, pronounced demigorgon <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was an actual right. demon that was tra- going around like a green goblin in a glider and everything and then there was a guy pretending to be a demon i he don't remember saw, i'm a demon yeah <laughs> I have that button somewhere. You're an alcoholic. There it is. <laughs> I don't think that's it. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I think that that was a play on that. Whereas, like, how about instead of a demon goblin, how about just demon Dr. Octopus? You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up was it's always funny whenever we see interdimensional travel, especially within the Marvel Universe, where whenever they jump to another time or in a different reality – it never really states whether it's uh, before, like, what year is it? Yeah. yeah. You know? And so, is it the same year? Exactly. I'm sure there's comics that have, like, since this book has come out, where they do go to the Age of Apocalypse universe, and it hasn't aged the same way that this one has. You know? True. Where they go to a more Age of Apocalypse world where it's more reminiscent to the 90s version, where it's, like, almost like while the 90s version is happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I do. Like, like we're like drawn the same way, or... No, no, no like, where Wolverine wouldn't be the heir of Apocalypse. Oh, he would like, still be just nub Wolverine, exactly. where Bobby Drake wouldn't be a treacherous asshole just gotcha. yet, you know? Like, yeah. it would they it would be canon to right now in Marvel now, but it would be, like, the 90s going on. So yeah, like exactly. Age of Apocalypse. It's like... Like, before it all happened? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And that's such a, that's such a weird fine line because the thing is then you'd have to be sourcing anytime anybody ever traveled to the age of apocalypse and what they did there for you to even be able to write that universe yep. and what a fucking nightmare that is it's because like <laughs> this is also pre sorry just oh go uh, secret wars oh, so yeah. i mean this is technically none of this shit even matters anymore now, in a sense you know yeah. i mean it's crazy because during secret wars they lit brian michael bendis literally ended the ultimate universe and they've already brought it back since and it's like, what the, f- like, is there no, like, 
how, how do you guys maintain all these different universes and not just like whenever an editor forgets like oh actually blob is you know good life tattoo on his stomach don't forget about that you know what i mean like yeah, exactly. how do they maintain all of these balls you know they have to basically say every time they go to the age of apocalypse universe this is a different age of apocalypse universe you know yeah because if there's truly infinite universes there would be an infinite there would be infinite number that were almost identical of mm-hmm. the age of apocalypse yeah. universe it was just like minute differences yeah. one yeah. where wolverine sneezed this day and one where he didn't you know yeah. <laughs> exactly that's it that's two different universes like. where cyclops has blue sneakers in that universe but red in every other one it's crazy it's crazy um, bro let's take a quick break and when we come back we'll finish talking about uncanny x-force hmm well, we're back. We're talking about Uncanny X Force. Um, oh <laughs> uh, this is we're talking about the second half now. So let's go ahead and jump into that, where our homies finally get back to the main universe using mm-hmm. Gateway. Mm-hmm. Who I guess so. There's like some underlining stuff that I guess we should talk about. I don't know too much about it, but it seems like this Psylocke from our universe uh-huh. and the Apocalypse universe. Sabretooth, along with Gateway, I think they were all part of... Oh, some other... Because they obviously had a history altogether. I think they're part of the Exiles. And so I think they were just kind of dimension hopping with each other for a while or maybe for a fling or something. Because even when we get introduced to that Sabretooth, she's Uh like, oh no, this one's good. You don't got to worry about him. Like She's already been very yeah introduced to him as a person. Because they've had a a sexual history. Mm -hmm. Which I felt like was a bit like unneeded. Uh, I think it probably just already happened, so they had to make note of it to yeah. make sure that we all knew it was canon. Exactly. Fair there enough, was I no. Guess. There's interesting stuff in here where you can tell when Rick Remender has to play ball with the Marvel Universe. Or he chose to, which is what's interesting, because we've obviously even kind of talked about that that's not always the case, that people right. even give a shit about what's happening. No. He, he could have dived right in and had been like, oh, well, this isn't even that Victor. This right. is a completely different yeah, one, you know? no, for sure. But no, what I'm trying to say is you can t- you can read it through context. Oh yeah, that whenever it's something he has to obligatorily say mm-hmm. versus something that he's just cooking up right now, which is like Wolverine's daughter or Apocalypse Wolverine or the you know underwater Sentinels in Atlantis, you know, like that stuff or that genocide <laughs> it, or genocide. You know that stuff that he obviously wanted to cook up with the normal history, and then you can tell whenever it's just a throwaway thing where it's just like quickly like, oh, we have to mention this because of course these characters would mention it because they've experienced it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and definitely. So I I I I could tell whenever something was it must have happened before where he didn't write it and he felt obligated to include it or mention it exactly yeah definitely and i mean i applaud him for that for Mm -hmm. caring and it may be it just have been the time that marvel was in right now where it was maybe a little bit more demanded that that be an element that's happening but i think if you're brian michael bendis you don't have to abide by any rules (laughs) (laughs) amen so so that's that's where i think because like mainline stuff most of the stuff is written by brian michael bendis or like the big big events that people care about and so you know most of the time those are the ones where it's like oh you kind of just did whatever you wanted here huh? yeah but anyway yes no yeah you're right around this time everyone had to abide by the editors which is why i think it's interesting that we don't see Deathlock on too many covers with team ensembles Right. Where it's like later they want to sell this as a poster because you want just the core original team. Mm-hmm. Don't put Deathlock on there. He's not a mutant. That's going to confuse people. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. 
but yeah, that's that's just, just my whole spiel about <laughs> playing ball with Marvel editors, I yeah. guess. I mean, and that's just going to come with the business, I guess. You know, yeah. It's just like a tightrope, once again. They have to walk and both pleasing everybody and getting to create the art yeah. you want to or and tell the story that you want to while still having backlogs of information that is already also technically canon that you have mm-hmm. to follow along with. Fucking... What a nightmare to be a Marvel writer in a way, you know? <laughs> well, that's why, you know, come later, Axis, he wrote Axis all with, you know, structure from Marvel editors where they're like, well, you have to put this. Well, actually, you got to change this and make it this. And so he, that was the last, one of the last big things he wrote at Marvel. After that, he made Sam Wilson, Captain America, and then pretty much left. And left. What yeah. is he doing now? He writes his own creator and stuff. That's he writes cool. like low and deadly class. Oh, that's right. I have low right there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to do deadly class on this show. Eventually. I would love to do deadly class for the show eventually yeah. also. But anyway, let's talk about the return from, or yeah. d- is there anything you want to talk about in? Well, Age and of like Apocalypse? in the return side where we kind of get the little backstory of what be- dark beast and fucking archangel have been up to. And all the time yes. our mm-hmm. team has been in uh, the age of apocalypse realm, which is, fucking around <laughs> yep. no literally they're uh, just fucking and so that's the one up. thing where a character that i guess none of us are necessarily super familiar with also is where I, the previous famine yeah. shows up but we get right. everything we need to know from her which is oh that she's she was famine i think that's what they mentioned yeah oh, okay. she served as a previous famine to apocalypse, apocalypse. and so and that's why so she was obviously close around close enough around to have jenna baby who yeah. is super cool? Can you imagine that coming out of your vagina? And then, <laughs> honestly, the I'm have to beep that. Bleep that. <laughs> the part that comes out afterwards. <laughs> the part that comes out afterwards with um, the scene that come yeah happens afterwards where he they go to the city, the small town, mm-hmm. and um, genocide obliterates the town. Dude, that was broke my fucking heart. Yeah. Because of the little boy being like, "Don't worry, mommy. They're superheroes." And he's wearing a Spider-Man shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's and that's really showing us how far Warren's fallen at this point, where he's like, I don't give a shit about humanity, and I'm going to do this in a much more efficient way than Apocalypse ever dreamed of. I'm just going to just wipe them just out, just burn and, it all. Yeah, just mass, yeah, mass extinction, genocide, just yeah. fucking genocide, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. Just, so I mean, it we kind of breeze through it, but yeah, genocide is yeah, Apocalypse's heir. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, we did. He's the heir from a previous famine. And there's a, the woman who's a previous famine is she's there and she's no longer, she's depowered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so she's just hanging out and she's, she's hiding like, her son. What the fuck are you doing with my son? Yeah. Yeah. It's just really good. Her, and then he fucking kills her. Doesn't he? Yeah. Well later. Yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We're just jumping all over the place gosh, right now, guys. but it's, <sighs> I think this book's so fucking good because it, we get this this moment, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's this conflict where we get all of our characters back from the Age of Apocalypse, and it's this moment where, like, I was, like, in it, you know what yeah, I mean? And I was so excited just, to be reading it again and getting to see, flipping, like, flipping. these countered sides finally up facing up against each other and then how absolutely dramatic it just instantly ends, which is just genocide just obliterating half of Wolverine. Wolverine and like you said earlier just kind of like being like well he's going to be way too inconvenient to have around right now so we need something to completely knock him out of the game for a little while yeah um it's, it's just, more like he's going to be too convenient to have around right <laughs> yeah. now because he's going to be able to solve some issues well exactly he's convenient <laughs> for the team inconvenient for storytelling yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> 
And then our whole team just gets kind of like wiped out from there, which I also think the drummer guy's a little like crazy overpowered. All of the apocalypse or the yeah. fucking horsemen are crazy overpowered in a way, but seem to also get their asses kicked. I think pretty it's just because they're so inexperienced. Yeah. I think they you even talk I mean? about that. And arrogant. Like, oh, true. Extremely like arrogant. They what think happens above. to, what is his name? Uh, the death guy? Is it yeah? Death, um, Deathlock kills him. Mm-hmm. Oh, he straight up just like shoots cut, him up. He cut cuts his head off. Cuts his head oh, off. That's right, with his yeah. like burning claws. Yeah. Yes, which was oh. it's fucking badass yeah. when it happens too. He's like he's just trying to make like, him sick as hell. He's trying to make him sick. He's like that's not gonna work on me. My body's dead. <laughs> I'm a fucking cyborg, and he just cuts his head off. <laughs> I like how he had to explain it to him. Yeah, he was like. <laughs> I forgot what he says exactly. I like how that guy, Death, was just was like, so like, oh, this guy doesn't look sick or dead or anything. Yeah. I'll go ahead and make him worse. <laughs> I'm sure poisons or dimmies. <laughs> He's like <laughs> half, very much half dead. Like, very much dead. You can see it. Deathlock is kind of like the perfect weapon against every one of them, almost. In he, a way. He, mm-hmm. it, it's not like he has much <clears throat> flesh to be eaten. It's not like he can be sick. It's not He could turn off his auditorial, like, yeah. system. I guess, and then wars. I mean, that's just combat, competitive, yeah. you know. Dude, the part. Oh, he does get c- consumed by war, though. Yeah, that's that, right. But he then slashes. he literally he overrides, he it. overrides it because by... he falls in love. He decides to choose love over war. <laughs> God damn it, Deathlock! So, and Dude. that's showing how powerful the AI inside Deathlock mm-hmm. really is, mm-hmm. which is fucking badass. That it could literally be like, oh, I just need to overcome the concept of yeah. war and choose love as the ultimate answer. And that's that's hilarious. Dude, Deathlock is my favorite character. I I'm I think I'm gonna get a Deathlock tattoo. That's badass. <laughs> I have 12. only if you draw it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna draw it for sure. But yeah, Deathlock is so fucking dope, dude. Um. But yeah, it, it's it, there's reason why he doesn't come around so much is because he does have He's a pretty good arsenal himself. Yeah. Like I mean, same could be said about Phantom X mm-hmm. or even Deadpool. Honestly, yeah, definitely. And so yeah, I, I, I mean. Very much with Deadpool, considering the fact that we see him get literally obliterated. <laughs> and he still comes back. And he it. comes back from a bag of blood, <laughs> essentially. I guess Wolverine could technically do the same thing. I, I, I have to assume. Well, I, yes and no, because Wolverine, we never see him lose his bones and regrow them because of his adamantian skeleton. But Deadpool, we literally see him lose everything. He's yeah. just selling. Yeah, Wolverine you know doesn't what I regrow mean? limbs. He's just impossible to cut through, is the point. So that's yeah. why him losing an arm is such a big deal because it's like you managed to get through the Animantium and actually right. cut a limb off of him versus Deadpool. We, even in the movies, we see those stupid little baby arms or whatever, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. He will regrow everything. Or what is it? Is it legs? What is he? Yeah, he has it's, baby legs. Oh, it's a little baby leg. I think there's. You in know, the baby first leg- one, he has baby a baby hand. Uh, maybe I think you're right. Maybe yeah, I think so too. Um, did you guys know that Baby Legs is my rapper name? Sick, <laughs> <laughs> little Baby Legs. I hope no. So. That's that's no. I don't that's, go, that's, I don't go your, by that. That's I'm offensive. Your oh, you're my. I'm your hype man. I'm a little Baby Legs. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So yeah, uh, Warren is fucking shit up, and all because of pretty much Dark Beast. Dark mm-hmm. Beast pretty much becomes his right hand guy, and is like pulling all the ingenious shit off. Mm -hmm. They take the world, which if you haven't listened to our previous episode, you probably should because we explain it kind of in that one. Best we can. (laughs) Best we can. (laughs) But there's technologies in the world that are able to uh, like create a radius in, in an environment and make time go by extremely fast. Like 
thousands or millions, millions of, of years, years, trillions of years. You know, uh, I don't know. About, I don't know about trillions. I think but at still. one point they explained that like the world is kind of like an accumulation of all time as uh, well. They like say yeah. something about it, like it's past and future. Well, that's that's something or, really interesting about um, Phantom X is Phantom X. Apparently, I, I think people have fucked this up since, but Phantom X is the only one out of all the multiverse. The only Phantom X? Mm-hmm. He's he's the only one that exists out of the entire multiverse. And do you think it's because he was, because he came from the world, I think right? the world is like something, it, like you were home, saying, right? where it's like outside something. of existence. It exists outside of that's you know, reality. So do you think there's only one mother and one father and yeah. all that mm-hmm. stuff? Anything too? created within the world is mm-hmm. unique to it. It doesn't get replicated in other universes and stuff. At least that's what they want us to believe here right i I think they have fucked that up since because i think you see him as like a marvel zombie at some point which would literally destroy the idea of him being the only one in the multiverse um Uh, yeah sorry i wanted to talk about um uh young apocalypse oh dude so the the well it was a clone right yeah of the boy the clone of the boy can we save it for the end because he doesn't show up until the end yeah i was like jump in okay fine (laughs) well and it's important to talk about what he was getting to which is the 130 million year old space that they create in that the the city montana yeah the city we see them annihilate yeah they turn into this which is a very remender thing to do yeah like this whole new like ecosystem that's just developed in uh, uh, the yeah, the boonies of America. <laughs> yeah, if you guys have ever wanted to d- dive into any more of his stuff, I, I recommend Black Science because Black Science is all about shit like this, where it's just like multiverse travel and like unbelievable ecosystems and shit like that. But I like that we get the whole kind of evolution of time where it's like one species taking over and then another species taking yep. over from them and then them taking back over and then another something and coming out overnight. of the ground. Yeah. Yeah, and it's all for us happening in a 24-hour time period, but for them it's just years and years of evolution and it's cool. And I like that you get like an intelligent species from mm-hmm. something so different than us. They literally take what is the frogs from the initial reality yeah. and that's what becomes the intelligent life on the planet. So I thought that was like a fresh take that it wasn't even like a an ape, a ma- yeah, a mammal, or a an mammal, ape type. which was the first thing that was dominant in those um, panels. They show that the mammals are the first thing to dominate the land, and the frog overtakes everything. Yeah, dude, it's becomes like humanoid. It's very cool. I can't wait to meet these frogmen. <laughs> <I know. laughs> which I is crazy because we don't actually ever see them past this. <laughs> hey, I wonder what happened. I have to believe later on it explains what happens to that. You know that space. I don't know. I'm. I think it does i mean it does i i optimistically believe i remember it does <laughs> oh i think you're I right yeah in uncanny avengers i think it's very it's, possible yep, i think you what you just said is exactly what it is <laughs> <laughs> so it becomes super relevant even further down the road which yeah. is cool but uh yeah I, I mean that whole area is fucking crazy looking and we get the final confrontation exactly where death gets his fucking just head chopped off by fucking yeah. dope ass Deathlock, and we get all oh, there's fucking cool shit. Wow. When when we first return from the uh, Age of Apocalypse universe, there's a part where Psylocke fights War and cuts his Achilles tendon. Oh yeah. And I was kind of disappointed that they didn't continue that or something. Like, because next time we see War, he's just standing he's fine again. Like he healed. Yeah, I guess he just healed. Yeah, or Dark Beast probably figured out some way to heal him Who or something. Him? There was a part where somebody was fighting Archangel, and they like stabbed him in his foot. 
And they're like, ah, oh, Achilles toe. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it Deadpool? Maybe? I think it is, Deadpool. or maybe it was, Phantom, or Phantom X. X. I think it was Phantom X. Because it was like, all I know is the center of your boot isn't steel plated, and so yeah. he stab, <laughs> stabs him into the foot. <laughs> God damn it! Um, no, but I mean, basically, from here on out, we see our guys fight their guys. Mm-hmm. Iceman betrays the his X Men from the Age of yeah. Apocalypse. It's a lot of action on the back end. Well, I mean, for even sure. before that. Um, they get the, uh, was it the famine, the drummer? Mm, yeah. They... And Deathlock gives control over to the psychopath inside his brain. Oh, yeah. Oh, and to torture, and torture the drummer. <laughs> I wish they, had just, they hadn't shown his profile because I wanted it to be, because you see well, his profile and it's not as fucked up, but then you hear them saying like, uh, like, oh, like, damn, you really went all out. Yeah. They're like, yeah. did you cut his eyelids? You know, yeah. shit like that. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, you see his eye hanging out later on. Oh, the street, okay. the eye yeah. is like hanging from it. Yeah, well, Deathlock's dope, so uh, <laughs> I'm fine with that. Oh yeah, yeah, I was, and that's what I was going to ask about earlier. You're cool with the fact that he has like that murderous side that mm-hmm. he can essentially unlock now. It's like something he keeps in yeah. check. It's a I wish cool this character. Deathlock would show up more in the Marvel universe because I don't think they've really done a Played lot, a lot with, with Deathlock since since this. Um, so but yeah, it's an, but it's after an interesting that, question. Yeah, after that, we we move to like uh, Archangel getting the uh, another death seed. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the turn. final confrontation. They go to the sleeping celestial. Mm-hmm. Yes, because they want to turn um, uh, Psylocke into oh, death. His his, uh, his heir, his next his, heir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I guess yeah, I guess that's a running thing. Well, where his death, his is wife the next... to make the next heir. I believe. Right. Yeah, but the death. Death uh, is the next is in line. The, is usually yeah. who takes over if he yeah fails. That's an which is cool because then she looks like Warbird or something. She looks she, crazy. She, she looks badass. There was I think she did look like that at some point in the nineties briefly, but yeah, she does look cool. Um, how did you guys feel about like their flashbacks and like them meeting at the at the fucking Hellfire Club and shit like that? Oh yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was I enjoyed really it. Really yeah. neat. I thought it was so cool to like give them history like that. There's a lot of sentimentality written to this mm-hmm. book, and exactly, it goes back to like the making sure to take the time to write the character relationships, you know, and building these. That so the time, the facts that he takes these flashbacks and gives us that time to really yeah. feel the feels, you know, that it it makes everything come together really great. You yeah. know, it even comes back to the fact that uh, you know, we had just had a whole conflict where with. Psylocke in Archangel where she's trying for that last time to reach through to Warren and he's like oh no that motherfucker's way gone and then that's the next bit is where he goes and destroys the entire town and so several of the panels during that is her just kind of like sitting around bummed out because she has failed at the thing she's been trying to do this entire time you know yeah. fucking failure <laughs> <laughs> so, so this entire time I was trying to figure out what happened to Blob oh. where he like melts oh yeah, yeah because of the drumming it's, because it's of the famine drumming. yeah the drumming I just realized there's drumming right like yeah. along the top mm-hmm. it, um, it melts his body all gross and fucking nasty we kind of touched on what happens to Deadpool but we didn't really explain it Iceman basically freezes him and obliterates him and, and just like punches it yeah and like his bits kind of go all throughout his because Iceman is he's even telling like uh, Phantom X he's like 
it's going to be impossible for you to find my consciousness within this huge ice body mm-hmm. because he becomes, this is like Iceman is like his peak. His best version of himself. Yeah. Well, best and worst version of himself. Exactly. And so, yeah, it's really cool to see this version of Iceman kind of. He has like all these avatars of him. Yeah. We could say this is the, the infamous Iceman. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, we could. <laughs> we could say this this is the superior oh, Iceman. superior Iceman. <laughs> Um, regardless, uh, yeah, that's what happens to Deadpool. And so fucking Deathlock goes and collects all his bits. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about the big, one of the big climactic, climactic ends, which is Phantom X goes back to Gateway. Well, first of all, Phantom X is like, you know what? This isn't working out and dips yeah. on everybody. And yeah. Wolverine's like, motherfucker, <laughs> he flies away or yeah. whatever yeah. sees him bailing on him. Yeah. And so that's the plot twist number one, but it's because of good reasons, because yeah. Phantom X is the best boy. And he goes to Gateway to get our friends from the Age of Apocalypse universe to come and help out. And two of them die within this big battle. Wild Child dies, and so does Sunfire. Mm-hmm. Sunfire starts to eat some of the scorch at the top of the... Because they're trying to scorch the whole the planet, Earth. Yeah. And so Sunfire has to the contain energy it. from... Um... The death scene. Genocide. Mm-hmm. Well, it is genocide. It is, yeah, it is genocide. genocide is like the too intense. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so Sunfire's up there eating up as much as he can. It eventually kills him. But Phantom Eats X... him on up. Phantom X has a secret weapon. Paul Damien, you want to talk about it? Yeah. Yes. But the main reason I wanted to talk about it, because it was Dark Side. It was the... Um, dark Side? It, sorry, Dark Side. Yeah, it was Dark Side. <laughs> it was um, <clears throat> like a clone, a clone of the child from the beginning, right. from the first few issues. In Sabanur's uh, re... Clone. Yeah, yeah exactly. Clone of a clone of a clone. Exactly. That's my problem. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. Um, but what I, I loved the most about this character was that um, Phantom X gave him the whole Clark Kent treatment. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, as we don't even, see that until the very ending, but still, like even, issue 19. But even yeah. as far as him growing up in quote-unquote Kansas. Oh, no, we do see no, him. No, yeah, we, we see it. him run in and be like, look, all this is ending right now. Like, That's sorry. Like, we, I trained you for this moment. You knew this was going to happen. Yeah, so in the world, Phantom X built a fake universe for Evan, who yeah. he names from i guess n sabanor yeah, yeah. Um, evan sabanor <laughs> <laughs> so this is a young boy apocalypse that has now been raised with clark kent's origin which is ma and pa kent on a farm in kansas so does that mean that superman exists in the marvel universe like as a comic book I character and that's maybe. who phantom x literally based the entire situation i think on? they're just trying to do a ploy towards it because he gets like this w- suit to let him fly and he flies just like superman yep <laughs> like <laughs> i think what it is is it's supposed to be pure coincidence within this universe but i think it's it is definitely you know rick remender being like well this is the this is the ideal situation to grow a hero. Exactly. Yeah. This is the brutal American that's boy. What happened, yeah. That's what happened over here. That's what can happen here. Exactly. Give um, him the Superman treatment and see what he becomes. And so oh, he but um, comes out and he fights. But he gets an Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> he fights Apocalypse. Uncle. Cluster. Oh, he farts. He fights. He farts. <laughs> he, he fights Archangel. Uh huh. Um, but Archangel beats him. Yeah, Archangel beats him because he's still a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's very much untrained. He's um, Superboy right now. Yeah, he's, he's well, still got a boy. He's but, still got to have years and years with the Legion of Superheroes before yeah. he's Superman. But I, I forgot about something that actually happens right before that, which is Archangel stabs 
um, Phantom X in one of his brains. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. Oh, so I looked he into this. him in the head. I looked yeah. into this because I, last week I said he had seven brains because I thought that's where yeah. Cluster 7 came from. He has three. He has three, he has brains. three brains. He has three okay. brains. So, yeah, <laughs> one of his brains gets fucked up. And they're like, don't worry, brain number two's still working. You're good. <laughs> like, cool. And Loki, I think that third brain, I think we see what happens to it at the end of this book. And, and like th- issue 35, I think Oh, There's I an explanation on why it's like that, or oh, what, okay. what the side effect of this is. Yeah, I, got I you. thought you were talking about this volume. I was like, oh, no, 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 I was no. like, really? <laughs> no, issue thirty-five, like the very, very ending of this run. Oh. Um, but yeah, no. So they finally overcome Archangel How? because Psylocke finally she gets the, oh, she nuts the life seed, mm-hmm. and she says she nuts up. <laughs> she, she literally gets the life nut, <laughs> the life nut, and stabs him in the chest with it, and. After They're, hesitating, a few this times. is where, yeah, this is where Esad Ribic comes back into drawing some of the issue, and he draws all of, like, uh, Warren's life, Archangel's life. If okay, dude, that made me cry, dude. I was like, re- like I was telling you prior to the podcast. I was at work and we, me and my boss had to go to another job site. Yeah, so, so you were in his car in the in the van, and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Look away! Silent showing Warren what could have been. Like, he wasn't oh my a dick. God. So yeah, Warren, Warren gets to quickly within panels and panels live out what the rest of his life would have been if so him and Betsy three as he passes yeah. away, as he passes away, like that's his consciousness, consciousness, Dying. and she convinces him that that's the real world. That was the and life. everything else was a nightmare. He loved I, leading up to death. Dude, that was so fucking beautiful. I cried. Yeah. No, and, I, I mean, even if it was just one definitely. tear, I, I cried <laughs> no. for sure. The emotions were definitely there. And I mean, they built their relationship I, up to this point. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Rick Recommender knew what he was doing to fucking give us this horribly emotional death for Archangel because it's, you know, it's what we needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like their relationship is the catalyst of this whole story. You know what I mean? It's like his rise into evil and her failure to stop it you know yeah. and so this mm-hmm. is like the culmination of where she's taking responsibility for her shortcomings you know um but still wanting him to have the the happiness that she always wanted him to have and deserve you know so you're right it's fucking super sad and super good and east head is fucking so good yeah. to like mm-hmm. bring the tears on man you look at look how, look how sad he looks like old. It, it's the glow of these few pages mm-hmm. is like I think what really sets the tone for sure. of how it's supposed to be like, like you can tell it's a dream world, mm-hmm. but that's what makes it so perfect. Feels, yeah. You feel, know what I mean? feels like heaven. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where an exactly. angel should be. Where an angel should be. <laughs> God. Um, so this, this does something to angel. It, he doesn't fully die. Well, and yeah. it does something that I feel like would have been extremely interesting if anyone at all had the guts to do anything with it. Because yeah. oh, we, there we got nothing it. White more? Vision. Is this the last of Angel that we see? So Rick Remender teased this up, yeah, and he makes Angel uh, reboot. It's like reboot, refresh. It it is literally Wanda and Vision, literally from the eighties. Um, and also, you know, the MCU. And now uh, the MCU. <laughs> but he is now Angel without any of his memories. And he still has his metal wings, but he's Warren. He doesn't have the blue skin. He doesn't have anything. Mm-hmm. And he's forgotten everything. And they could have done so much interesting shit with this where it's like, oh, well, we 
have to reteach you everything that you are. And all we see really, there might be some, some issues that Jason Aaron does with his Wolverine and the X-Men run. Yeah. Cause he's at the Jean Grey school after this. And there might be a few issues there where they do something cool with it. But for the most part, he's just flying around. Yeah. And just like, Hey, who are you? What other, My name's Angel. Does he have any other powers? No, that's what we see a flashback where he talks about how he has a bazooka and he's like, I feel like I'm trying to overcompensate for something. (laughs) And even (laughs) Professor X is like, it's not the most amazing power I've seen. It's like, damn, Charles. The only reason I ask is because there's a scene, you Mm -hmm. know, where he does come back. Yes. And he, um, he, he takes, um, Psylocke asks him. To take yeah, her this on the is flight. issue nineteen. Yeah. Yes, on in issue nineteen, and he looks and, um, crazy. He, he, he looks, looks dope. He looks badass. He yeah. looks like a great god. Yeah, you no, know? for sure. He's wearing an all white suit with his fucking and perfect big wings, big beautiful wings. And there's a part where he says he's like talking to her. It's a Psylocke, and he says, "I can see your soul. I can see that it's troubled. I can help. Let me mm-hmm. heal you." And so it makes the, you think. That it makes me feel like he has some sort of more metaphysical power now maybe that maybe he can see like people's auras and stuff like that and maybe he can fix it with like a healing hand what if he just handed her a bible (laughs) yeah well dude oh my god what if you must must forsake your ways he's like sinner in john's 614 (laughs) (laughs) is that a stone cold steve austin joke it is 316 yeah. Shut the hell up. Um, but bitch. yeah, no, it, he, <laughs> did you finish it? You yeah. said bitch. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, yeah, Warren's reset. And maybe it was unfair of me to say that no one does anything interesting with it. Maybe someone does, and I just didn't give him the time of day to read it. Mm-hmm. But I figured the guy who set this up, Rick Reminder, would have done something with it. Himself? Yeah, himself. But he, like I said at the beginning of this, Rick Reminder does like to do a lot of grim, dark stuff, and maybe this wouldn't have fit in anywhere. Really. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, so the they beat Apocalypse, Archangel, and they go home. Issue 19 happens. And, oh, and does, Dark nice Beast gets away. Issue. Yeah, yeah Dark Beast gets escape. away. Uh, and then in and issue 19... 19's kind of a cleanup beast. issue in a yes. sense of like mm-hmm. being like, okay, we have all these characters in our universe now. We need to either get rid of or see where everyone's kind of at with themselves, mm-hmm. you know? So we get the whole conversation with Phantom X and Wolverine where they're just kind of cleaning up their bullshit, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what they talk about. Uh, they were arguing about some dumb shit. And yeah, Phantom X uh, pours a drink on his head and there's beers everywhere. Yeah, there's beers all over the floor because Wolverine... Perfectly Wolverine. He doesn't get drunk. But then we get to see fucking beast in our universe right now which looks fucking awesome i I honestly i like the way he looks right here that's what they're arguing about what they're arguing about um why phantom x uh clone raised the clone that's right and so he's talking about morality of yeah he's talking about nature versus nurture but i think more than anything he's talking about because out of context what it feels like is phantom x is saying like i want to believe that i did the right thing Oh, when from I, the get go, yeah, yeah, when I killed him, that like he he might not have been good. He was already the first bad. Time. He was already yeah. bad, so I needed to make him good. The nature and nurture were yeah. already negative there. You know? Exactly. We, so I started. I think fresh. that's what it was. Yeah. I so I think that's what he's trying to say, but he knows that it's fucked up, and yeah. so he's trying to rationalize what he's done. Yeah. Well, also you know? he was created much like yeah Evan, so yeah. he wants to prove that. If he can change and be good, so can Evan. So can Evan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I love 
what they've done here. The characters and the creators. Rick Remender, I think, this was fucking dope to do this with Apocalypse, where it's like, hey, there's an Apocalypse child. What if? What would you do? It's basically mm-hmm. baby Hitler. What if we tried to raise Hitler because he has extreme power? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a cool idea. And then he what, goes to the school. Nightcrawler did get his own run after this. Did he not? Where he does what exactly what he says he's going to yeah, do? That's and somebody we haven't really talked about this whole time. Was yeah. Oh yeah. So Age of Apocalypse Nightcrawler. Yeah. yeah he so he decides to stay in our universe to hunt down all the remaining baddies that came mm-hmm. over from the Age of Apocalypse. He side. does it in this book. Include oh, one of them is? is Iceman. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Nightcrawler joins the team. Literally, this book. So Nightcrawler is now Age of Apocalypse Nightcrawler takes Dark Beast's spot on the team. Gotcha. I like the noise okay. it makes when he Bamf. Yeah, it's Cause Bamf. Because I, I felt like I did remember I did remember that. Or you know, and or yes. like that mm-hmm. being a story that I maybe had even been exposed to, but I couldn't remember if it was in like a solo Nightcrawler run or just a continued part of this yeah, uncanny story. Here. Got you. I feel like there was a lot of stuff that Rick Remender wanted. He was like, I want to write Nightcrawler and, and the editors were like, he did. And so it's it was like, like mm, <laughs> let me try to cook up a way to get me a Nightcrawler. Like that. <laughs> and then they're, he was probably all also like, uh, hey, I really want to kill off Iceman. They're like, nah, he's we need to keep him around. And so he's like, all right, I'll figure out a way to kill off Iceman. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, so yeah, I mean, we see Beast and Kitty Pride. They come from the Jean Grey school of uh, gifted students to get, because to get Evan, <laughs> yeah, to get Evan and Angel, and because literally Wolverine's like, I can't deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Take the man child and go. Yeah. He's, he's like, we failed too much. Please take our mistakes. We need to keep killing. And I feel like, wasn't I feel he like your Beast boss? Is a little upset about it too. Oh, Beast is yeah. ter- pissed. Fucking he's like, are you so fucking mad. kidding me? <laughs> Look at him. We have to be responsible yeah. for this shit. He's fucking pissed. Yeah. yeah. God, I love that. Where Beast is like, we're cleaning up your shit. Who's gonna? People are gonna be asking questions when they see Child Apocalypse. Yeah, you know? and even at that, he's like, and we still have to cover y'all up. Yeah, we still have to pretend that y'all don't fucking exist. You're yep. supposed to be going around cleaning up the shit, not causing it. <laughs> yeah. Wolverine. And wasn't Angel your boss? What happened to him? <laughs> he's like, and, and on top of that, y'all shouldn't exist right <laughs> yeah. now. True. Well. Let's talk about adaptation. If they tried to do this, how would they try to do this? In a would Deadpool they, movie? It would be a Deadpool movie? But I think so. Uh, I know that sounds crazy because he's not such a front runner in this well, story. But uh, if, uh, the only time I'd ever see it is in a Deadpool movie. If they did it in a Deadpool movie, there would not be Phantom X. That's true. Deadpool would have assumed all of Phantom X's I feel like it should be... That is true. Not a Deadpool movie, but it would be an Uncanny X-Force movie. And And it would have Ryan Reynolds? And it would have, yes, Ryan Reynolds in it as Deadpool, because I feel like he does the best job. Live action or animated? Live action. Um, If they were going to do live action, but Deadpool would probably have to be in the majority of the scenes, Mm -hmm. just because of like the climate of Marvel. If they also casted a new Wolverine, that could, would be tough. Though, could y'all imagine like a like a twenty four episode animated series? Though, yes. I, I don't know why like, yeah. I, that, that would, be, would cool. be like the perfect thing because they'd be able yes. to toss in the Deathlock arc. You know Honestly, what I mean? Everything would be able to be there in a way. You know. Honestly, I'd be fine with twelve episodes. Like, I guess my I'm more running like a, I didn't even saw because I wouldn't want like hour long episodes. You don't episodes. want it in MCU. 
I wouldn't want it even in MCU okay. necessarily. Or like it would be like a Disney Plus series is even what I'm imagining in the sense yeah. of like much more casual or even mm-hmm. like I I would want it to be more like the X Men series that like or like we grew up with. You yeah, know? And there's just, like which one? Because there was uh, the '90s, you know, Evolution. Oh, okay, the you know, animated series. I'm, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm trying. To, I, yeah, there. Yeah, you're so good. At, I was trying so hard. Good I'm pretty sure you could. Watch that greatest. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, but we wanted to imitate it. That's the, that <laughs> I'm, was the I'm challenge. Still sh- I'm just, I'm just saying. <sighs> but yeah, that's how I would want it to be. It's just more like a team yeah. theme, like that, and like little short, like episodical uh, missions. You know let what me, I mean? Let me rephrase my question then. If you had yeah, ten it's on years, Disney Plus. Oh yeah, no, for sure. I, I know it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> If you had 10 years and Kevin Feige was like, you need to help me rebuild the X-Men universe into the MCU, I want the end goal or one of the end goals to be Uncanny X-Force. How do you, what road do you pave to get there? Do you do a Wolverine movie? Do you do... Like an X-Men movie that has Wolverine, Psylocke? Yeah, like how, if you have five movies to get to Uncanny X-Force... Do you do like Deadpool three and introduce Phantom X and that would be the bad guy in Deadpool three? Deathlock, you know that's my question. Like, do you do a Deathlock miniseries on on Disney Plus? You know what I mean? Like, how do you build to Uncanny X Force using five MCU projects? I think starting it would have to start with an X Men movie to give us. I think so. Like a new Wolverine to give us a Psylocke, but also a basis of like why they might need a secret team too, right? Absolutely, and give us an Angel, and then exactly give us a threat that's too great for them to be able to accomplish, or like too death is too necessary, you know, for them to accomplish. And so then, literally, you know, X Force could be the second or third movie following into that. But I really, yeah, I agree. At the same time, it would have to be Deadpool introducing Phantom X or introducing Deathlock or Psylocke yeah, even. Yeah, or, or Psylocke. Dude, Deathlock even. and Psylocke are on the same team. I didn't even notice that. The locks. <laughs> Their names. Yeah. Okay, anyway, go on. Um, that'd be funny if they got introduced at the same time oh, somehow, yeah. too. Well, do you have an idea? Kind of. So I definitely think that they're, like Kenny said, start off with like an X Men movie mm-hmm. and where they would have a new Wolverine. Um, but by the end of the movie, or maybe even by the second movie, have Wolverine going into the Avengers. And then you can have a... Oh. By the third movie, you mm-hmm. can have an Avengers movie with Wolverine in it, giving him a reason to have to leave Wolverine. Have to leave Wolverine. <laughs> having to leave the Avengers. He's already left X-Men. Uh-huh. So now he's finding something new. So maybe you have him start the Uncanny X-Force. Yeah. And he teams up with people that he... Knows about. He yeah. knows mercenaries. He knows. I'm pretty sure he put together this team, even though Warren's bankrolling it. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. So I think that would be a really good way to get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot to do in three movies, right there, though. To I get think him you in, need, in think, the Avengers and out of the Avengers. Yeah, you know I think I mean? you need five projects. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, by the end of the fourth or fifth movie, you can mm-hmm. definitely have him leaving the Avengers. By the fourth movie, that's where I would have the Deadpool movie with Phantom X and Deathlock. I think that that's such a, um, a badass idea. Phantom I, X is the antagonist because they did that with Cable. Yes. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. You know, and you could just have it like um, Deadpool's like on an assignment working for somebody to steal something. No, Phantom- vice versa. Phantom X used to be a thief. Yeah, no, exactly. that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Phantom X beats him to it. Uh, he's also there to so steal it. Yeah. It starts a rivalry <laughs> yeah. with Phantom X. I think that would be a beautiful way to lean, lean into it. Mm-hmm. And then by the fifth movie, 
Redo Apocalypse. You know... Redo the Apocalypse movie. True. Yeah. You know who... Reading this, who I thought would have been a sick-ass Phantom X if they had done it seven years ago? Uh, Daniel Craig. Oh. Because mm, you don't really ever okay. see his face, and Phantom X kind of has a block of a head. So... And I'm pretty sure he could do a, a French accent. I mean, he's done a fucking yeah. Southern, but you know, if it's gentleman. Like a, if it's a fake French accent, it has, to be a, it has to be a bad French accent. <laughs> true. You know who weirdly came to my mind? Who? Timothy Oliphant. Oh, that's not a bad idea either. I don't know why, but I could just see him in that mask and exactly doing a fake French, a faux French accent yeah. and like being like a, like a washed up thief, not a washed up thief, but like a post, thief, you know, a yeah. thief in the aftermath of that kind of lifestyle. If Keanu Reeves was a little bit younger, I would say Keanu. Now, all three of those men a little <laughs> bit younger, really. I think but, Keanu Reeves mm. doesn't have the comedic timing necessary. Mm. Yeah, I could see it. But Ke- I, you know who I want Keanu Reeves to play is mm. Silver Surfer. Oh, really? really? Yeah, I is think reasoning behind it. Well, because uh, he played the what was it? The the man who stood still. Yeah, is that what it's called? <laughs> no, what is that called? <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Though. The the tall alien silver the man. The day the earth stood still. There yeah, you the go. Day the earth stood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the man that stood still. <laughs> 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 he was pretty good. I was there. I was in the spectrum. Yeah. That that one guy. He don't move. No, he's done. <laughs> um, <laughs> the day the earth stood still yes I, I haven't actually seen that movie. me neither <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's all right but no that's he basically plays silver surfer yeah, in, yeah. in a sense in that that would be and he has that like ominous kind of presence to yeah kind of make that make that happen i agree i mean yeah uh let's eat candy oh yeah so Damn, okay. we have some uncanding to do Ooh. now uh, if you go back and listen to our knives out episode daniel we, craig daniel craig <laughs> we uh, daniel tried Candy out craig. we tried out some sour strips from the company sour strips yes various <laughs> right here in texas uh go check them out on instagram at sour strips yeah but where do the actual candies come from that's a good question they come i think they come strips. from the netherlands or something like yeah that. i mean well this came from stafford texas but oh. they were made in the netherlands yeah. is what it says so okay. they're yeah so they're, they're candies that are made in the Netherlands that are then packaged here. In the States. Yeah. And they're fucking good. They're fucking good. But we wanted to try a couple of flavors that are only on their website. So we, oh. we went ahead and did a little uh, investing on that. And I'm not we got, excited because I'm really picky. Well, I think you're excited for at least one of them, which is their Lemonberry Duo mm. flavor. It's going to be uh, their pink lemonade and their strawberry flavors combined so that one's gonna be fine and then since we all decided to split that i decided to go a little crazy and also get us cotton candy because what is a what is a cotton candy sour strip gonna taste like i think i'm more (laughs) excited for that one really yes i think i'm i'm excited for both of them for sure well we're gonna we're gonna get into it right now so let's get a little asmr with the bag real quick let Mm. me find the music oh let's get our music so the manchin's not so atrocious i just want to talk about X-Men again. <laughs> you can talk about it while you're eating sour strips for sure. Alright, which one are we doing first, boys? Um, let's do, do, do Duos. Yeah. Since this is the one I guess y'all are less excited for. No, I'm very excited for it. I'm but... glad I got the cotton candy then. That was a nice surprise. Do you guys have an actor that y'all would pick to play as a new Wolverine? No. Andy Circus. <laughs> as himself. Danny DeVito. I don't want any makeup. Andy Serkis already played Claw. It's, I don't Can care. you imagine he, Danny he, DeVito? He's going to play Claw again. <laughs> he's going to play Six Claw. <laughs> Six Claw. <laughs> All right. Cheers, Cheers, boys. Cheers. Duos.
tastes like bubble gum. Yeah. That's it. I was about to say that. It literally tastes like bubble gum. It's, this tastes like they tried to make bubble gum and then they're like, huh, it kind of tastes like the other two flavors we made. <laughs> we'll just call it that. Yeah. It's like yeah. lemony bubble gum. Yeah, I like it. It is good. But you're right. I like that more than I thought I was going to, but I would still not pick it. It's got them Hubble Bubble vibes. Mm hmm. It's right. Hubba Bubba. Okay. Hubba Dubba. That's. I'll, I'll accept Hoobie, that. Hoobie Dooby. <laughs> That's <laughs> also. Hoobie Dooby Doo. Hoobie Dooby Doo's got the gum. All right. Coppin' Candy. It's not my fault mm. I never learned how to read. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm not gonna lie. These smell awful. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm not excited anymore. Oh god, they do smell awful. Oh god, they smell so bad. I'm very excited to smell them. Smell it. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Why do they smell like that? The bag fucking hit me. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. How are you alive? <laughs> oh man. You know what they smell like? They smell like expired yes. glue. <laughs> Expired ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right. Well, let's go for it. Cotton okay, candy. Too. Sorry, sorry. Strips. You have a much smaller strip. <laughs> this is <isn't> fair. <laughs> I'm, I'm only eating a piece. No, not good. Oh, these are bitter. These are not. Good. I think these are expired. I'm just I don't. I don't like that. Yeah, this this unfortunately was very bad. <laughs> I still recommend you guys try them <laughs> for the smell alone. Yeah, <laughs> for the experience. Just, just I got to smell it. I got a few bags. I, I got. <laughs> huh? If well, anybody wants them, is that the you can win them? No, no, I wanted to jump across because li- we haven't listened. This fucking song is like an hour long, That's sick. so oh, I just skipped it forward a lot. No, this is very smooth. All right. Well, unlike this candy, this music very smooth. Should we open very up another smooth. bag to see if they all taste like this? You want to? Maybe no. this is a bad bag. I'm bags. good. I, I will willingly try a different one. I'm fine. Just smell the bag. Yeah. Just. Just. I'm just gonna open it and smell it. Yeah. All right. Well, at the time of recording, this company did announce that they're doing, like, uh, customizable packs now. No. Oh, that's cool. smells just as horrendous. Okay, so I'm guessing it's just not for us, unfortunately. But maybe maybe they got cooked or something, like, in the transport? I don't know. I don't know. I'm a... Best by May 2022. Maybe they're oh, better see. in May 2022. These are Jan 2022. <laughs> maybe. Let's give them some time. They're like fine wine. Yeah. <laughs> they just gotta age a little bit. Well, at least the, the lemon berry... <laughs> Good job, guys. Yes, I love the little berry. Hubble Bubble. Very good. Yeah, I agree. So, well, there you have it. Candy. Candy. Un- it was uncandy. <laughs> the uncandy un- un- X-Force. Uncanny candy. Not going to okay. lie, the cotton candy one kind of made me want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, that All right. was Uncanny X-Force that for you. Uncandy X-Force. It will be a while before we return. <laughs> If we do, Ugh. to uncanny, we X-Men. will oh, yes. return. You think you think we should finish this series up? I definitely mean? want to. Okay. So if we Maybe don't return, y'all at least need to give me the rest of the books. Okay. So. Well, okay. well, yeah. Maybe after the holidays. But oh. speaking on that, we've got some exciting oh, stuff coming up these next few weeks. Thank you for me up. So next week we're going to be finally jumping into our holiday season. We're going to be talking about. Shit, 
Chip, chip, chip. We're doing chip miss. Yeah, that was so good. Thank you. I'm gonna play it again. Chip, 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 chip. Yeah. Chip, please hear I always this. Have to, please. <laughs> I always have to give one more chip than this. Please song know goes. how much we love you. Yeah. We made an entire theme song for you. <laughs> Should I play it again? I yes. love I love this. Fuck I'm going to turn it up a little bit more. Let's get down. Chip. What's up? Like I said, I always have to give so one more chip. So next week, Paul Damien, we always talk at the same exact time. What? <laughs> next so week. So next week. We're going to be we're talking, gonna be about, talking about, about Spider's Shadow by Chip Zdarsky. I'm excited. It, I'm to excited. To start too. our Chip Miss event. Yes. We're also going to be doing King Miss, which I did not make a theme song for yet, but I will at some point. We love Stephen King, but not nearly as much as we love Chip Zdarsky. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so come back next week. Uh, come back this Friday, even. We're going to be talking about the big one. Dune. 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 Spelt D-O-O-N. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, see us this week or come back and hear us for the holidays. Yes. So. Well, hold on. Let me... I, I still got oh. some house cleaning to do. Oh, wow. Um, I, I just want to say thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for, you know, subscribing for... Because you can subscribe to podcasts. Yep. Uh, please rate and review us. Um, we... We will read it on air. On Instagram, yeah. If oh, you yeah. if you review us on iTunes, give us a five star. We'll read it on air. Um, but yeah, follow us on Instagram. That's all in the show notes. Um, I think. But even if it's a bad rating, we should read it on air. If they rate us five stars and talk match, if they rate us five stars and put the n word just over and over and over and over, I'll read it on air. <laughs> you better not. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I won't do that. But. Seriously, if you guys, if you thank guys you for being a friend. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, but yeah, thank you, thank you guys so much. Um, we we saw some like of our most impressive numbers this past week, and I see that we have listenership across the world. We ninety percent of it is here in the U.S., but we do have one percent here and there, and it's pretty interesting to see like who's listening and where. Um, Who's but, watching these watchers? Exactly, know? exactly. But I, I just, I've been wanting to say this, and I forget to at the end of every episode, so I'm going to start saying it again. Um, but thank you guys again one more time. So, it's time for the holidays. Yeah. We'll see y'all next week, or we'll see y'all another time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.